Welcome to the Real Talk Weekly Podcast, where we discuss news, culture, life, and dive into deep conversations about our faith. Here's your host, Alan Reed. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. I'm Alan Reed, host of the show, and summer vacation is over. We're back, people. We are. We're Jason's finally back. back. We know that you guys missed us and we missed you. Uh, I'm here with James and David, and we are excited excited to start a new series. We are. We don't have Allie, though. We don't. I was about to say, I feel like something is missing, and uh, Allie is missing today. And uh, we're hoping she'll be back next week. But is she on vacation? Yeah. Yeah, sure. How does she do this? I don't know. Sick one week, vacation the next week. I wonder... But uh, we uh, we do miss you, Alan. <laughs> what do Alan? you wonder, Alan? <laughs> I don't Alan. know. I'm usually an optimist. Uh, yeah, but maybe <laughs> not right now. But uh, no, uh, Allie, we do miss you and uh, look forward to getting back. And we are excited to be back. Um, how was y'all summer? You guys have a good summer? It's been really hot in Arkansas. It has been very hot in Arkansas. It, it has Actually, of- it's probably been hot everywhere. So yeah, yeah. we probably shouldn't complain because there's probably yeah. some people that would be like, you think it's hot there. Yeah. It was 127 degrees in yeah. Texas. It's it always 130. Always bigger and better in Texas, and yeah. it is. It's hotter. been a busy summer. It has been a busy. It's been a very busy yeah. summer. What, uh, what? What's some fun things that you've done? Summer is supposed to be fun, and uh, we. This is kind of spring, but it was our summer vacation. We went to Florida. Mm-hmm. It's been a week, literally on the beach. Nice. In uh, oh, it's not Destin, but it's next door to Destin, Fort Walton Beach. Mm. That was fun. It's I'm not a while. beach person, so that sounds terrible to me. Are you a beach person? Yes and no. Like I, I'm, you know, for those of you watching <laughs> the camera, <laughs> this isn't exactly a beach bod, but you know, I like I just enjoy the the beauty of it, and uh-huh. it's really relaxing hearing the waves and all that kind of stuff. Like our bedroom where we stayed, we went with a group of people. Our bedroom was the one that was facing the beach. Nice. So you could hear the water crashing through the windows and all that kind of stuff. That was nice. Yeah, I would like that. I don't like all the salt and. It was know. very windy, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I guess spring is the windy time, and we didn't know that. That's why it was mm-hmm. cheap to go. Um, and uh, so we didn't really ever get to swim in the ocean, mm-hmm. but we I did walk in it every day. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, David? What would you do? Um, well, this kind of like late spring to summer has been the summer of concerts for yeah. me. You've mm-hmm. gone to a lot. Yeah. Uh, we went to see Garth Brooks. Nice. Isn't he your bestie now? No, we're not besties, but, but he did he, mention me on social media. It's not a big deal. Oh. Um, so we saw that. Garth in April, and then we went and saw, um, we had like a bunch of concerts that we went to, but I went and saw George Strait mm-hmm. at the end of July, um, and I'm going to see Alan Jackson next week. So Dang. I just need to pause for a minute. Because Are you country? I've, uh, uh, yeah. As Alan ask. once said, I have gone country, yeah. and... Because I've known you for a while, and I've never known that you were such a country fan. I, I'm not. So It's your this, wife, isn't it? She is a huge 90s country fan. Mm, um, that was good country. Yeah, And that's pretty much the only country that I can take. If you get up to like year 2002 and on, I can't. I can't do it. Would you consider Casey Musgraves country? <clears throat> yes and no. Her okay. earlier albums are very country, but her later ones are not. Okay. I want to hear... Uh, she's kind of like Taylor Swift, you know, in that thing where she started country. Did you really then, mention Taylor Swift on our I'm, podcast? I don't like Taylor Swift, but... Okay, good. It's that same kind of thing. I don't mind Taylor Swift. Of course you don't. You have teenage kids. <laughs> yeah, I think it was my daughter. <laughs> we listened to the... I don't know what album it is, but Welcome to New York or what's... 
I can't I, remember. I, I don't know her album. Whatever album really that was, one, yeah. I think we listened to it 100 red? times. Was it Red? You, you know what's really funny is we're talking about Taylor Swift, and I have a I have a little thing in my office that's a goat that if you squeeze it, it screams. You've yeah. seen it. Yeah. And for those of you that know, there was a that meme that went around forever <laughs> that was Taylor Swift singing, and then when the, shit, the goat, ah, yeah. like, I, I was thinking about bringing that in today, but I didn't. I could have brought it you in should've. and yeah. screamed. Before we go any further, I want to hear the Garth Brooks. Uh, you said he made a comment. Is this really about you? or Yeah, you just yeah actually. So okay, This is David's second claim to fame. Yeah. Well, we've, we've told about the 15 minutes of fame of being a Duggar. Yes. Yeah. My second claim to fame is, so Lauren posted a photo of the concert. And so Garth does, on his Facebook, he does a live show every Monday, kind of recapping the show that he just did. Mm-hmm. And so it was... The Monday after the concert, so it was like, I think the concert was Saturday, um, and I was very, very ill going to the concert. <laughs> I didn't have COVID, but I was like, you were allergies were spreader. to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was miserable during the concert, but I still enjoyed it because the show was amazing. Um, anyways, so she posted this photo of us, and in her ca- caption, she said, you know, like, we had saw um, Nathaniel Ratliff in the Night Sweats the night before mm-hmm. at the Amp. And so another concert that we went Ratliff to. Ratliff or Ratliff? Uh, it's tomato, tomato. Okay. Uh, I think it's Ratliff, but anyways. Um, so but she said, you know, we we went and saw this concert the night before, and Garth's concert blew it out of the water and stuff like that. And nice. and so I guess on his show, um, he kind of just picks a post from someone, and randomly he picked the – the photo of Lawrence to talk about. And he was just saying how thankful he was of like, wow. He, and she said in the caption that I wasn't a country fan, but I was a fan after that concert. And he's like, Oh wow, that's such a nice thing to say. And all this other stuff. So I I screen recorded the video, so I have it on my phone so Mm -hmm. I can show everyone their besties now. Yeah. Very cool. You'll have to post that or something. (laughs) We did post. We did back then, but that was back in April. So cool. Well, we have a lot of, um, Neat things happening this fall. Well, oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah, I was going to say, summer. what did you my do? Summer. Yeah, what's going on with your summer? Um, probably the big thing, um, two two things, really. One of them was just going back to Colorado is always fun. It was home for us for nine years uh, before moving here. And uh, I'm a, like, you love going to the beach. And I can enjoy the beach. I can enjoy the beauty I, I of the beach. I don't love going to the beach. But uh, I enjoy the waves crashing on the beach. Yes, I could, mm. I could, yeah, I could go for that. I love the mountains. Yeah, I could, me too. I love hiking in the mountains. I love of uh, seeing the beauty of the mountains and uh, Carson and I have a lot of good memories of hiking together so so that's always fun but we went and did a mission trip there and it was just awesome it was neat just hanging out with the young adults that we took and um, yeah just being seeing old friends so that was great and then my son got engaged this summer hey, last yeah, month and that was exciting Carson. and uh, we love uh, now his fiance. He used to be say it was his girlfriend, but uh, we're excited for them. And did you cry? Um, no, but a lot of you know, but it Carson was just did fun. for Carson. sure. Are you gonna cry at the wedding? <laughs> I don't think so. You're gonna cry if it wedding. was my daughter You're walking softie. down the aisle, You're I definitely cry. would. Maybe I will. You're I don't know. Cry. I'll let you know in March. March. Wait, are we the, not invited? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we make fun of Carson too much on the show That's for to be invited. Uh, yeah, but I got to help him plan out the proposal. It was at Crystal Bridges. That oh, was cool. where they had their first date. And so he and I went over there and walked the whole museum, then outside, and he figured out where his uh, number one location would be and then his backup location. Solid. You know, Carson's So was very, that his idea? 
like oh. to do the proposal at Crystal Bridges? I think so. I can't remember. I mean, but he had, a, he had a plan though. Like he, he, wanted he definitely, to do he, nice. yeah, he, yeah. And it could have been that Ashley suggested, oh, you might want to think about that. I can't, I don't know. But well, so since this is our shindy, I'll just interject with a, with a fun story. Icebreaker. Um, shindy. It's a shindy. <laughs> I knew that was coming yep, up. You knew it was coming. Don't look at me like that. It's called the shindy. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. You can, um, you can do whatever you want. Yep. It's the shindy. So <laughs> Andrew and I were part of an, an engagement proposal and, uh, <laughs> Our friend George, George, if you're listening, which you may or may not be, I know you're military, but he was like, I'm so excited. I want to propose his wife's name is Maggie. I was like, I want to propose to Maggie. All right, awesome. And so Maggie's cousin and uh, I, his name is Jesse. We're, we're all good buddies. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to propose. We're like, cool. All right. So we were all going to, you know, do something on a, on a Friday night and he was going to propose. Like, George, what's the plan? I don't know. We just figured we'd go like bowling or something. I was like, oh boy, George, <laughs> you want to propose at a bowling alley? And I mean, just Jess and I were like, really? That's not, I mean, I don't know. It, honestly, it probably would have worked knowing George and Maggie. She wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, I don't know. I mean, let's, let's go to McDonald's or something before we go bowling. And we're like, George, <laughs> you cannot propose this way. And so he was like, I had no idea what to do. So Jesse and I basically planned out his whole proposal for him because he was nice. completely lost. You probably saved him. Completely lost. I don't know. I proposed to Lauren at a, a house that she was house sitting for. Nice. That was it. <laughs> I don't think this is. I mean, back yeah, then, but you proposed on Christmas. I did. That's what made yours. Nice. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. but I got the ring like December twenty third, and I was like, I can wait like two days and make it like easier to remember when we get a cash. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, but she she makes fun of me all the time that I proposed on Christmas because it's very cheesy. Knowing me, it's like that's super cheesy. Hey, it does make it easier for sure. I uh, proposed to we. I play in this giant pool party at my house and proposed to Andrea that way, and it never clicked to her that there were all these strange people at our house for a pool party, like family members, extended family. She was like, she it never grandma, clicked. what are you doing at this <laughs> right? pool like party? Because I mean, it wasn't out of the ordinary for us to have parties. Oh no! <laughs> but she just. You know, Andrew didn't clue in. Well, so right before we got it all set up, because of how the whole thing planned, she was going to come out the door. There was going to be romantic music and roses and, you know, a ring. And everybody was watching, taking pictures, except I needed to distract her. And so I pull, she tells the story. She said she was so bad. I said, uh, hey, can you empty the trashes? I think they're getting full. So, like, my house, we weren't married. And she's like, you want me to empty the trashes? I was like, yeah, they're just they're just really full. And she said she walked around the house emptying the, the trash cans, getting so mad because none of them were full at all. <laughs> and she was like, I was so mad at you for making me do that. That's funny. And then she came out and didn't even realize what was happening. Mm. And it was fun. Too funny. Too funny. I don't know how we got off on that. I don't yeah. know either. I would share mine, but this we're going to move we on. Go yeah. off, yeah. <laughs> off topic. Uh, the cool thing about this fall I'm so excited about is we have a new schedule, uh, even a new format about, you know, what we're going to be doing today, but I'm really excited that we are introducing two, I don't know if you call them two new platforms or two new, what would you call those? Two Two new shows. shows. There you go. Make it simple. Um, And so, uh, yeah, we're excited to roll those out starting in September. Um, uh, Pastor Wes is going to be doing a leadership podcast. That's going to be real exciting. I've been talking to him about what that might look like and and everything. So he's working on getting a couple of uh, his friends together to help with that. And then uh, Brock Caldwell, who's our campus pastor, he's going to be doing a podcast on theology, each of those once a month. And uh, so we're going to be able to promote those and, and we'll be able to give you guys an idea of when those roll out. Uh, more than likely, this show is going to be weekly, every Tuesday, and then those secondary podcasts on theology and leadership will come out on a 
on a Thursday. So we're just excited about that. It'll be fun to see how those uh, how those go and, and how those work. But uh, with our new format here, we're going to be doing a dish. We're going to each we're have a dish. We're going to start with a shindy. Huh? We're starting with a shindy. Yeah, we're going to do our icebreaker. That's what <laughs> he's calling a shindy. shindy. I don't want to have to explain every time what a shindy yeah. is. That's what people will figure so, out. So, yeah. Shindy. But uh, anyways, yeah. Um, James will be calling that a shindy. But we're going to have a dish, which is basically, basically going to be news that's either silly or or odd or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to be kind of like your source of news that really has, you know, no value at no whatsoever. No redeemable value yeah. whatsoever. It may be funny. It's probably it goes what along with be. the theme of the podcast with no redeemable That's value right. most of the time. <laughs> so that'll be the dish, but we're, we're going to always close with a deep dish. And that's going to be something that's going to be a little bit more meaningful. It may have a spiritual connection to it, something that we can really talk about and dig into. And so, so we're going to start with that today. We're going to start with our three, well, there's three of us. So we'll have three dishes and then we'll do the deep dish. So uh, David, how about you start? I think you've got one on a spider. So, um, wow, spoilers, but (laughs) I I was reading through news agencies and I came across the most relatable news title I've ever seen in my entire life. So the article is Utah man accused of causing wildfire by burning a spider. I love the picture. Uh, (laughs) Like it's this massive fire. Yes. It's a helicopter dropping water on it. I want to say it was like a thousand acres. I just, when I read this article, I just could not Sorry. believe. This must it have been burned, like a nightmare for this guy. Burned less than a one square mile. So it's not as big. That's a big fire. It's a big fire. It's less That's than side a side of a square. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is quite a, That's a like large fire. That's like your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is pretty big. <laughs> Actually, it's probably bigger than my neighborhood. It's just funny. So give us the gist. What? Anyways, yeah, the gist yeah. is, um, obviously, the man thought he could kill a spider by burning it. In the forest. And he's hiking, right? Yes. But the problem is, what I didn't notice from the title is that they found a large quantity of marijuana with him. But that is not part of <laughs> the story. They said he did not he appear didn't have, high. He was, not he was not high. Influenced by said drugs. He had not gotten to the location to where. And <laughs> he was ready to smoke his marijuana. <laughs> I guess so. The, the, the best part is, it says there's no evidence to suggest he intentionally started the blaze but he called it a reckless and puzzling decision. Are you <laughs> a reckless and puzzling decision? A puzzling decision. You think tw- so? I figured maybe he had a magnifying glass. I mean, when I was a kid, I would like to burn things. The guy was twenty six years old. I know. <laughs> He's not oh my six. Gosh. You guys what, have done. What things doesn't make dumb. any sense to me in reading the article is it doesn't like. Okay, listen. If it was like a big spider, I probably could have been the subject of this article because I might have done the same thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. But it doesn't say what kind of a spider it was. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, it doesn't say what kind of spider because it could have been in, like, one of those itty-bitty little spiders. Yeah. But, you like know. Like a little orb weaver that's not at all dangerous. Yeah. Haven't we all done something, you know, kind of dumb before like that? I don't – mine's never not been started a, a <laughs> one-square-mile fire. It's never been on the news or it's never been in a – you know, an article like this, but what, like, what's the dumbest thing that you've ever done? We're not going to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> dumbest thing. Can you think of anything dumb that you've done? I was trying to think through that. Of course, I didn't give you, I didn't prep you guys no, on you this didn't. one at all. I was like, uh, so I've done a lot of I don't of think I've shared this life, one on the podcast before, but I'll share with you mine and you guys can be thinking about yours. But um, when we were still living in Connecticut, I was a, I was in 11th grade. This was football season. So I was coming back to school. Uh, to go to practice, 
this is like two a day, so it's before school starts. And so I was going there and I noticed, you know how most high schools, they'll have like a road that goes immediately around the entire high school and they have like parking lots branching off from that, right? Yeah. Not all of them are that way, but that's the way ours was, big high school, but they had them coned off. They had cones going down the middle all the way around. And I was in my mom's, I think it was like a 1986 station wagon, blue with the wood trim. You can imagine, you know, old pictures of station wagons. I had my buddies in in the car with me in the station wagon. And I just thought it would be funny to kind of weave in and out of the cones as quickly as I could going around the school. And um, so so that's what I did. And I noticed back behind me uh, that one of the custodians or a security guy was in a golf cart seeing what I was doing and began chasing us uh, around the school. So I did in a what? Golf cart. Yeah. So I, I sped up a little bit faster and went around to the other side of the school. We were uh, going to head to football practice. I figured I could hide the car uh, amongst the other cars and just we can run inside and go to football practice. And that was it. What I didn't realize was they were painting the yellow lines down the middle of the uh, that parking lot area. So every time I went through a cone, I was yellow. taking yellow left, right, left, right, all you the didn't way even down. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. Yeah. Until after the coach <laughs> called me out at the beginning of practice and chewed me out. And uh, it, we had to run like to the far, there was like a stone wall, like way across the field. It was like a quarter of a mile away. And I had to run that like four or five times before practice even began. It was awful. It was embarrassing, but um, that's probably one of many dumb things I've done. I can't life. think of like the dumbest thing I've ever done. I've I've got, I have a lot of small dumb things, but I don't I don't think I can think of a major dumb thing that I've done. Well, you want to share your small dumb thing, or I mean, it's not even that great. <laughs> it's not compared to that. Man, I can think that was pretty dumb. Yeah, that, that was, was dumb. dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's also, Pretty mine's good. also kind of a car related story. I was in college and I drove a car that had a, like one of those power moonroofs, you know? And, uh, I, I couldn't even explain to you the circumstances behind why, but there's just some of us out one night and we were like, Hey, there's a water tower. One of those things that you can put quarters in and it'll like dump water out into the tank, mm. you know, for people that have wells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we thought, I wonder if that would wash the car. So pulled up under it and, uh, put the change in and it started dumping water. I don't know if you know how much water comes out of those things whenever they do that, but it like fills up an entire massive tank that you put on the back of a truck in like a couple seconds. Ooh. All of that water came rushing in the sunroof. Like oh, the sunroof couldn't even, the sunroof awesome. couldn't even like withstand the pressure because it just sunk in and all that water came flooding around it. And so the entire inside of my car was just filled with water. That's awesome. And my parents were that is good. not that, happy. That reminds that. me, I had to do something simple with it. It deals with a sunroof. Uh, you know those sunroofs that pop off, you remove them? T-tops or just the ones that you can take completely out? Take completely out. Okay. okay. My friend had an old Ford Mustang and okay. uh, it had one that pop off and he wanted me to take it off and we were like going down the highway. Oh no. <laughs> Did I you pop lose it? No, but it like almost <laughs> ripped my hand off. I like flew out and uh, my, I'm, my arm's hanging halfway out the, the sunroof and yeah, I didn't need any stitches, but it... It was dumb, just dumb stuff. <laughs> it becomes like a wind sail. And whoosh, I'm goes. sure you're going to think of something before the end of this time, and we're going to pause, and we're going to let you tell your dumb okay. story. Okay. I, I, it, I'm just telling you now. I haven't done anything that dumb. I've done so many dumb things in my life. I'm just surprised <laughs> I'm alive. But, so um, does that mean that David's dull and that we're exciting? Probably. 
Yeah, or maybe he's just smarter than we are. That's probably more likely. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... but uh, yeah. I can see it <laughs> You're thinking, eyes. yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. James, <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, what's, what's your uh, dish? Talk. All right, so I found this one, and I just cracked up because, you know, I have a dog, and we love our dog, and we are so lucky our dog is not a chewer on objects he's not supposed to chew mm. on. You know, he's never, he's never, like, grabbed furniture. He's never grabbed shoes. Um, you know, he doesn't chew on things. He chews on his toys and he knows that's what he's supposed to chew on. So this was a story about an Oregon couple that had a winning lottery ticket that their dogs ate. Oh my goodness. And so I was like, I'm going to read this story and figure out what this is. And so the, the point of, that makes it so funny is not even the fact that their dogs ate the lottery ticket and it was a winner. <laughs> it's that they sent the lottery ticket to the state of Oregon, along with a letter, along with the lottery ticket, to say, hey, our, do- our dogs ate this. Can we still cash it in? Basically, and it was an $8. $8, yes. $3 for the ticket, and they won $8, and they still went to all the trouble to, like, send it in and have it, you hey, know. Hey, that's $5, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. good to know that the dog ate my homework excuse still it's works still in the kidding. real life. Yeah, you know? But has that really ever happened? No, because I never, had, I didn't have a dog growing no. up. So. Oh man, deprived. Our, we never yeah. had dogs that ate anything like that. I had a cat growing up, but but I love it. It was a dumb cat. Th- these people sound like fun people. They do. The dog mom says, for some reason, we left the ticket on the ottoman, and they decided it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and their dogs' names were Apple and Jack. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yes. You guys but, remember uh, Apple Jacks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're great. They're still yeah. around, aren't they? Yeah, they, you can get oh, them at hotel lobbies a lot. No, it's, I think they're. Oh, that's owned cra- by I'm like, thinking of Cracker Jacks. No, Apple Jacks is a Apple cereal. Apple Jacks is a cereal, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That like was Fruit good Loops, too. But, yeah. not, but it's I better. Think, yeah, they're better. Yeah. Oh, man. But she, she said it was too funny. We're definitely going to get some more chew toys. They go through them a lot. And just the, apparently the husband, the dad of the dogs, I'm going to say dad of the dogs because mm-hmm. I'm a dog dad. He said, you know, we just want, thought it might be a good laugh at least. To go ahead and do that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty funny. Just to think, okay, I'm going to go to all the trouble to mail in a shred. And there's a picture of the ticket. I mean, it is. It's shredded. It's shredded. I mean, there's not mm-hmm. much left of it. I was going to ask a question if you guys have ever won a lottery or something like that. But I figure we're all good Baptists that wouldn't ask the question. But James, you've, you've done this. <laughs> you, you, well, you've never had, had a lottery, lottery, ticket. A lottery ticket. No, but you've, but you've, uh, no, you've we won will get some, them sometimes. Some like ticket. a group of our friends will just get them sometimes for like mm-hmm. Christmas or New Year's or something like that. And so mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, we were in Branson and we got some lottery tickets. And none of us thought to get them in Arkansas where we live. So we had all these Missouri lottery tickets, and it's several an, of them were another winners. dumb story. Yeah, this is this is pretty dumb. <laughs> several of them were winners, and we never like we just didn't think about it, right? Because it's like oh, it was just something we did on New Year's Eve, and then I guess they came home with us, which I also didn't know. But then whenever we moved a couple of years later, we found them. We're like, oh, these were winning Missouri lottery tickets. That was, and how much was it? It was only like sixty bucks. But still, but it was like, oh well, we just threw them away because. Like, God, I'm not going to drive all the way to Missouri to cash in a lottery. See, ticket. my mother-in-law buys us scratch-offs for mm-hmm. Christmas every year. That's what these were. My real estate offs. agent would do that every year. Like it would be, I don't know if it was for Christmas, but a note and yeah, I think it was for Christmas, and we'd have a lottery ticket in there. I wonder what he would have done if he would have won. If he would have like come and tried to claim Who? his share, the real estate agent. Oh, or like your mother-in-law. No, well, I guess you could. I sent you that ticket. Give me my share. She was a good Christian lady. She wouldn't have. Uh, so she's sending off scratch offs to everyone. Yeah, it's good, like a dollar. Cr- good Christian lady. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
We, I don't even know if we checked to see if we won, but I've always thought like I was Why? pastoring a church. I was like, that was if we won, would I, winning ticket would I, re- would I take it? Win. You know, what would I do with it? I, you know, kind of think through maybe I would just give it to missions or something or I don't know. But. Your tainted money. <laughs> yeah, my tainted money. <laughs> so. I had a pastor one time that, you know, somebody said, hey, if somebody wins the lottery and they want to tithe on it, would you take it? And he said, yeah, why not? The devil's had it long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Although in Arkansas, it pays for student scholarships. It, it did for half a semester for me, and then I lost the scholarship. So there, hey, there's a dumb thing. <laughs> yeah, tell us yeah. about that story. So I think I've I, heard this story. My How dumb you... thing, I decided to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and the reason why that's dumb is because I didn't, I was not prepared, and mm. I finished my freshman year with like a 1.5 GPA. Yeah. Is that even a qualifying GPA? Um, I mean, not to get in, <laughs> to go back. I think, I think it was actually higher than that. I think it was yeah. like a 2.1 or something like that. Yeah. Either way, I think it was bad and I lost a free scholarship. That's tough. Yeah. I lost the, mm. the, the lottery scholarship because I didn't have good grades. Funny thing. You have to go to class to get good grades. Who would have thought? <laughs> I know. You have to do your work. And, you know. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Well, hey, I did finish with like a 3.4. Petition of patience. That's good. I had a similar story. Start off weak, finish strong. All right, here's my here's my dish. Um, This one's this one's crazy, is what it is. A woman intent on revenge (laughs) set fire to the wrong house. Oh boy. (laughs) So there's more to it, you know, as you read the article. But if you can imagine, uh, you're so angry at somebody that uh, that you decide you're going to burn the person's house down. Well, this was her ex-boyfriend, okay? So I don't know if you guys have ever dated someone that was... Crazy? Yeah, Yeah. I I haven't, but um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But let, let me just read a little bit of the story. A North Carolina woman apparently seeking revenge on her ex-boyfriend tried to set fire to a house owned by someone else, according to a, uh, the sheriff's office. And uh, so here's what happened. The guy goes out, sees his house on fire. He turns on the hose. This lady realized that that would be the natural thing that her ex-boyfriend would do. So she somehow clogged up the hose so the hose would not <laughs> That's work. That's crazy. And, uh, Not only did she try to set the house on fire, she knew what to do to keep him from turning it she off. She used sealant to block the flow of water. So... So this was premeditated for sure. Oh, it wasn't just like a rash thing. I'm pretty she, sure this is not arson. This is like murder. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she was trying to do so it. So the, home, the homeowner grabbed a rifle and confronted the woman who was holding one of his dogs on the leash. So I'm not sure how she got a hold of the dog or anything else, but it, it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. Over a $100,000 bond and over $20,000 of damage to the house, which could have been so much worse. I was going to say, but, that's actually... Low yeah, it could have. Yeah, it could have been. It probably just burned up the porch a little bit or something like that. Goodness so, sakes! But that's crazy. You you guys have any crazy ex girlfriend stories? No, <laughs> I don't either. Mine wasn't. I was trying to think. You know, I'm just working hard. Did, have I ever had an ex girlfriend that did something crazy? Listen, did, I blame Carrie Underwood for this. For what? For this? Did, for this happening? Why? She, she next time he song. cheats, that song. Yeah, next uh-huh. time he cheats. Cause I dug my key into the side of yeah. this pretty little souped up four. She, the whole song is about her wow. like taking revenge on this guy. Hey, she's a good Christian woman. Uh-huh. No kidding, uh-huh. she is. I, I she think she is. Tickets. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a lottery ticket but, buying I mean, like, Christian. That's, that, that's pretty psycho. That's pretty psycho. Yeah, well, the, that's just kind of mean. I, burning someone's house is a whole other level of 
of just Crazy. scratching like, someone's yeah. car. This is like a real life version of my super ex girlfriend, the movie. Oh, I thought you were about to tell us a story about a super no, ex girlfriend. No, 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 no. My, my super ex girlfriend, where he was dating a girl that was a superhero, mm. and then he breaks up with her. She gets mad. Ooh. And so she's totally. That would be bad news. She's totally like making his life miserable. <laughs> she sends his card. I've never heard of this movie. It was a, it good? It, no. Okay. It, was, it had funny parts, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a great movie. I had a girl that we dated for a while and she broke up with me three times. This is kind of near the end where it was like, obviously, she <laughs> okay, was going hold to. Hold up, hold up, hold she, up. She I know broke it's up shocking. With you three yes, times? she broke up with me. So that means I got back together yeah. with her. So who's the crazy uh, hold on, hold on, one here? That's is it not what happened. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, another dumb thing I've done. Now, she broke up with me <laughs> twice. I broke up with, I, I was the one who finished off the relationship. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. basically. Sure, you were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll let you have that one. Anyway, mm-hmm. but here's what happened. This isn't crazy. This is actually kind of a nice thing that my ex girlfriend did. Every time she broke up with me, she knew that I loved the corners of brownies. Yeah, you've told us that. You told before. us the story. And, and here? Yeah. Yeah. You've told us about the corner brownies. Yeah, well, if you weren't brownies. listening before, uh, we, we won't tell you what podcast it was. Except I don't know that he told us that it was a girl he broke up with several times. I think he just... No, I think she, was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she broke up with me, but she came begging, begging for me to come back. Uh, and I probably would have said no. So really... She brought corner brown, like a whole dish of corner brownies. It would have... I don't know how she did it, but... They have those pans that do that now. So really, that. though, it you you only got back with this girl because of the brownies. I don't know what was in the brownies. Yeah, this is back in the. Were you with that guy in Utah burning the spider? No, <laughs> this was back in the '90s. So I don't even know if there probably was marijuana lace brownies back. Then. <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, no, it wasn't. But anyways, she lives in Fayetteville now. So whoa, there's a chance she could be listening to this. Yeah. So Just don't I hope name. she does, and I hope she emails in <laughs> and tells us the real, real story. story. Yeah, uh, please. No, that story is the real story. Real no, sure, and you sure, know sure. it. We you know it. Sides. I'm not going to call her name. I almost said her name. <laughs> what if we brought her in as a special guest? Ooh, and she told the story. That would be really embarrassing. Odd. Really yeah. odd. That'd be really. That'd odd. be rough for you. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go with the deep dish. Okay, for those of you who've been patiently waiting for something a little bit more serious, something a little we're, spiritual. Yeah, we're finally getting to it here. So let me pull up my notes here on this one. Um, or the article. So this one uh, is out of uh, christianheadlines.com. And actually, I saw this, this was somewhat, this poll was posted in several different articles, but I'm I'm using this one. And I found it interesting for a couple different reasons, but let me just kind of give you the highlights on it. Um, the title of it is Record Low, 20% of Americans Believe Bible is Actual Word of God. So that caught my attention obviously it's like mm-hmm. wow are you kidding me 20 percent um that is really low and so but we'll unpack it here in a minute but let me give you kind of the everything that it says in the article um one part of it is a record high percentage of americans believe the bible is a collection of fables uh, recorded by men and uh, so that is depressing. Uh, the way that it's stated, I think, in the poll itself when they were answering questions is the Bible is an ancient book of fables, legends, history, and moral principles recorded by man. So um, anyways, that's, that's pretty high, 29%. That's, you know, almost one third of the population would, would view it that way. And I guess that's no surprise in one aspect, but, but that is pretty high. It's the other one that was shocking to me about the 20% of adults, the lowest ever say they believe that the Bible is the actual word of God. When I looked at the wording in it, I began to think, ah, oh, there may be more to this story. Here's, here's the actual wording of it. Uh, the actual word of God 
uh, is to be taken literally word for word. And so I was like, okay, I can kind of see where maybe some people are coming with that. So uh, a few years ago, that was 24%. Now it's 20%. So I think the real story is that's lowering. Less and less people are seeing uh, the Bible as the word of God and taking it literally. You know, that's kind of the word that I highlighted there. But the middle ground section there, uh, 47%, it was, uh, no, I'm sorry, 49% would say that the Bible is uh, the inspired word of God, but not everything in it should be taken literally. So to me, that's where the topic is coming into is whether you take the Bible literally or do you take it not literally. And uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think of the poll itself, first of all? Was it surprising to you? well, so thoughts? full transparency, mm-hmm. we, we did this, we talked about this kind of in a test run of yep. a new format. Yep. And so I'll be honest with you, when we were doing that the last time, I wasn't cluing into what you were saying about the the reason why you thought it made sense to you. Because, you know, to me, I was just thinking about it from the standpoint of, well, we live in a culture that everybody has their own truth and everybody wants their own truth. But I, I get what you're saying now about how, um, you know, the wording of the poll probably played in a little bit to how the results came in. And of course, we don't really know exactly. I mean, we've got what they've quoted, but it doesn't show the whole poll, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, okay, no, I get it. Because, you know, not everything is literal. I mean, you're not going to, you know, cut out your eye, cut off your arm kind of a thing. You know, that's figurative speech mm-hmm. in order to emphasize a point. Yep. You know, And the reality is the Bible wasn't written in English. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for you to, to think about this being the literal word for word of God. Well, I mean, it, it can't be because it's, it wasn't written in English. And, you know, that's something that I think I mentioned is that, you know, I've, I grew up, I didn't grow up in church. Um, I got saved when I was in high school. And so, but whenever I got saved, my Bible that was given to me by the church was an NIV, kept that Bible forever, continued to buy NIV Bibles, did all that stuff, came to this church, uh, seven ish years ago. And, our pastor preaches from NASB. So I started doing NASB, but a lot of what's in my mind is NIV. And I never knew, you know, that the different translations were translated differently in the sense of like NIV is thought for thought mm-hmm. and NASB is, is more word for word. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, all right, does that make one of them better than the other? I don't know. But that does play into what I believe that this is the actual sure. word of God versus this is the intended word mm-hmm. of God. So I, yeah, I, I totally get it why the percentages are like that, but I do think you're right. It's, it's still clear. There's an obvious down like decline in how much the Bible is impacting people and how much people are actually believing it mm-hmm. and following it and, you know, pursuing it as the word of God. Yep. I mean, any other thoughts on that, David? I mean, I mean, the, the biggest thing I see is like we said, the wording of the poll is kind of odd, but if we take it for face value here, um, saying that 20, 26% of the people believe it's fable and then you have the the 24% or was it 20 yeah. it was 20 and 29 sorry right, looking yep. at old ones um 20% um saying it's actual word of god and then you have the middle ground which is is the inspired word of god mm-hmm. um i th- i think it's interesting how um that's increased in the middle like if we're taking this as face value we we see that there can be some watered down theology in the middle there mm-hmm. whether you think the poll is worded weird or not mm-hmm. there is this idea that you shouldn't take everything in there literally and i, I 
and we discussed this before, like most of us would agree we'd probably be, if we took this poll based on the wording, we put ourselves in that middle category because there are things in the Bible that technically shouldn't be taken literally. Like mm-hmm. when Jesus is teaching about, you know, if your eye causes you to sin, you should gouge it out. Right. right. It's more of a metaphor of like, you should take extreme precautions of yeah. keeping yourself from sin. Right. But if we took that literally, that means we're, we're obviously gouging our eyes out. So, um, but with that said, I think looking at the culture today, I, I think there is a lot of watering down in like James was saying that yeah. people are finding their own truths inside of what the Bible is saying and using uh, proof texting their opinions. They're using right. the Bible to justify their opinions on sex or uh, marriage or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when or even saying things in the Bible that don't even exist like Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. I'm like, oh, he did though. He did though. Um, so there, there are things that in our culture today can kind of help see how these numbers are influenced and yep. especially in that middle ground, I think. Yeah. I almost wish that, you know, if you can put a large number of people, a hundred people, you know, or more into a room and be able to explain what, which each category means, it'd be interesting to see how this would fall. I definitely think that, that uh, column of the Bible is an ancient book of parable, uh, fab- I'm sorry, of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man uh, would probably stay the same. You know, yeah. you have people who definitely don't see it as the word of God. And, you know, there's a good category that just think it's a bunch of fables and just craziness, right? Um, but I think that those first two might change a little bit. And I'd be curious to see how it would change. To me, the story is is that 29% in those in the fables the legends uh category there because that one's growing and i do think that whether you would say that they're atheist or agnostic that group is definitely growing people Mm -hmm. are moving away from a traditional uh faith in christ in a traditional christianity and there's tons of um polls and articles that i as i was looking at this one and researching it that just really breaks your heart how people are walking away from the church and even covid uh, kind of, uh, I guess, maybe sped up the process in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we're seeing that. But to me, the word that I think that a lot of people are tripping up on is that word literally. Literal. That is yeah, actual, it. Because yeah. in seminary, you learn to read the Bible in a, in a conservative denomination like Baptist, Southern Baptist, you, you learn that you need to look at each book of the Bible and how it's written. The Psalms are written as poetry. The Proverbs is written as you know wisdom literature. You have his, uh, history. Uh, you have um, you know Revelation and and the apocalyptic type of writings and stuff like that. And you're and you're really what you're trying to do is you're trying to read it with the intent of the way it's supposed to be interpreted uh, as history or as poetry. And and just like with um, with what you guys were talking about, uh, poetry can bring beauty into something, a truth, and make it very poetic and beautiful. Um, and so, but you guys gave great examples. You know, in the Old Testament, the land was flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. There wasn't real, you know, milk and honey flowing. Um, n- not in the way that it, the description of Sounds it was. Sounds Willy Wonka-ish. But, uh, <laughs> yes, which would be cool. But, uh, um, 
But but those are obvious. I mean, in most of the examples that we're going to come up with, they're obvious. You know, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess we do have a, a whole church that might see that as more literal in mm-hmm. that in that a, a example there. But most of us would not see that. Very symbolic. Yeah, um, we talked about it, um, that this 29% of ancient book of fables, and we kind of alluded to the fact that a lot of the stuff in in historical writing, and I say historical meaning like fiction, historical fiction writing, like the Odyssey and things like that, have these events that are in the Bible as well, like the flood. Yeah. And um, people are reading that in schools and colleges, and it's easy to relate that to, yes, these are fables. I read this in a f- fiction book. Might mm-hmm. as well the Bible be fiction as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to come to that conclusion without having, and like we've talked about before, the Holy Spirit actually working in you and being yeah. able to read it the, the way that God intended. Yeah. So let me throw a monkey wrench in the, in the whole thought process. So I think one of the things, the unpopular opinion here, um, hot take. So I think a lot of this, the numbers you're seeing decline are the fault of Bible believing Christians. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, it's it's so easy for us to say things, do things, repeat things, regurgitate things, but we don't actually understand it. We don't believe it. So we can't have conversations about it. We don't really understand it because we haven't taken the time to digest it, yeah. to study it, to thoroughly understand what something is actually saying. And so we end up like causing a negative rap on the word of God because we're not really purposefully understanding mm-hmm. what it is we're trying to use, you know. And so you know, there's the bottom paragraph in the article talks about Conservative Protestant groups use a literal interpretation of the passages from the New Testament as the basis for the belief that women shouldn't be in positions of leadership in churches. Um, you know, and and it's talking about the gay and lesbian relationships that go on and, and things like that and abortion. And the problem is when we can't fully express the understanding and the actual principles that are in Scripture, we're throwing a sliver of what it actually says and means out there. And then we're actually doing damage. Mm-hmm. We're doing damage to God's reputation and we're doing damage to the reputation of God's word because we're not representing it properly. Yeah. And so, because we don't really fully understand it. I mean, in our culture, we live in a culture where we have adult attention deficit disorder constantly because it's just the way we're wired, yeah. right? Like we're on Facebook, we're doing the scroll, we're Googling things, we're Instagramming things. I mean, it's like our attention changes. We're not actually stopping to dig in and learn what the Bible actually says. Mm -hmm. And so, and that represents Christ that represents God that represents his word to the culture and to the people around us that are not believers. And so therefore we're doing a disservice when we aren't actually doing what we're supposed to do in learning God's word. Yeah. You know, the God's word says, I I looked it up real quick in first Peter three 15, um, be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks. And if there's ever a time where apologetics is becoming a little bit more important, when I was younger, to be honest, I really didn't care as much about apologetics. But the older that I get and the more that I'm seeing our culture walking away, um, the more it's been of an interest to me of just having a good, thoughtful answer for mm-hmm. things. And uh, and it's an opportunity. Those are those are opportunities to really be able to to show wisdom, you know, and uh, to be able to show how how great the Word of God is and the wisdom that uh, comes out of that for for lifestyle. So I found something that I ran across when I was looking at the word literally. And I think I agree with this. 
uh, I'd have to put some more thought. But for those of you that are listening, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You guys can reply to the video. But uh, this one uh, author of a blog, uh, and I think he was a pastor, said this, simply stated, to take the Bible literally should mean to take it at face value. To take the Bible literally should mean to take it figuratively and symbolically when it, se- uh, when it seeks to communicate in that way. To take the Bible literally means to take it from or for what it claims to be in no more than that. To take the Bible literally should mean to take a historical and critical approach to the task of interpretation. If this is what we mean by taking it literally, that's so he's just saying that's what I would believe. So that word literally, he was just saying it does kind of trip you up. And when it's an obviously when we're reading, you know, historical accounts, you know, like you see in First Kings, when you're reading about uh, King David, obviously we'd say, yes, King David was real. When you're reading about Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt and that whole story, yes, I'm taking that story literally. So when it's historical, you take it at face value that this is you're reading about history and it's inspired as well from the word of God. But then you gave good examples of what Jesus was was saying. Well, he was using figurative language, actually make his point even stronger. Mm -hmm. And so we need to interpret the scripture and take it literally for the way that it's being communicated. Yeah. And And I like that. back that up, I think if you did take it literally, Jesus would be like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. And actually being silly or foolish. That was not what I was trying to say. And so when you try to take it literally, you're trying to take it into your own hands as understanding instead of letting, like Mm -hmm. we said, the Holy Spirit reveal it to you in a way that is meant to be. Yeah. When we were, when we were serving in South Korea, Ashley and I, we had a good friend, he was single, and he admitted uh, to us that he was struggling with watching videos and stuff that weren't appropriate. And so, uh, and, and what he did, he didn't take the cutting off of the hand or gouging out the eye, literally. He literally handed me, at that time, it wasn't like a laptop, it was like he handed me his VCR. <laughs> like, and I took it home with me, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that was a struggle VCR? for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Video cassette something. That's recorder. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh so so we were literally able to take that from him, gouge that from his life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remove that from his life and yeah. obviously proper application. Well, it's funny David because you made the comment that Jesus would be like you're not getting it. I mean, he even said I'm speaking in parables. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like on purpose. He who has the ears let him hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like to people who would understand this let yep. them understand. Right. And it was also a way of protecting his ministry. It, all, it was only last, it only lasted three years, but it was a little bit of way I can share truth. And those who are actually wanting to seek answers and hear from me, they're going to get something of great value. But for those who are wanting to trap me and, uh, and to crucify me before my time, basically, um, aren't going to be able to do that. You know, so there is a lot of value to those parables. But uh, to me, the biggest thing is, is we are living in an ever-growing mission field. We need to be prepared. And when I'm not prepared, my anxiety goes up and I may not even be able to respond to something in a, in a healthy way, in a good way. And so we need to be prepared so we can actually look someone in the eye and be able to share with them why we had the convictions that we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyways, if you guys have thoughts on that, we'd love for you to reply uh, down in the, uh, I don't know, the the section, the response section down below. What if you're on, if you're on YouTube, it's easy to comment. But yeah. uh, if you're listening to audio wise, just talk back in your car. No one yeah. knows. Yes, I mean we'll hear you. 
Yeah. You can feel free to email us also at chat at therealtalk.live. I think we have several different emails. Yeah, we we may give different ones away. One of these days, we're going to kind of narrow it down to something. But, uh, but that one's still live, and uh, we will get that. Feel free to chat us at therealtalk.live. If you have questions, if you have a topic or a crazy news yeah, article that you think would make a good dish, yes, send them that. our way. Uh, and obviously, if, you, if you're enjoying the content, like, subscribe, share it with somebody. And here in a few weeks, in about three or four weeks, we're going to be rolling out the podcast for theology. And then two weeks later, uh, we'll have the leadership one come out as well. We're excited about that. If you've got any great ideas on topics, we'd love to hear it. And we hope you have a great week. 